This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. I don't know if it's just how my brain's wired, or maybe just because I've been doing this for so long. I think a tip I would give for anyone is, it's never the content that's old, it's just the way you package it. So like, let's come up with 10 titles for a morning routine, or let's come up with 10 titles for a haul. Like the idea of showing your friend what you bought is never going away because that excitement, you know, we all know that feeling and that excitement feels like you went shopping and that's what we all live for. Yeah, I think what gets old and repetitive more so is the thumbnail and the title looking the same that people won't want to click it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. As always, I am so excited to be here on the mic with you back in Miami. And if you guys noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but my theme music changed and I love it. I feel like it gives so much more of a chill vibe. It matches the podcast. I want to dance to it. Like I think it's so good. I had a few options of music to choose from and this one just fit so well with the podcast. So I hope that you guys like it. And also I updated the cover art. So if you're listening to this podcast, check out the new cover art if you haven't seen it already and share it to your stories if you're listening, because I am obsessed with it. I'm actually obsessed. I think it looks so good. Previously to this, I had always done the cover art myself. I was always updating it myself or editing it myself. And while I have some strengths, graphic design is not one of them. So we got a real designer on it and they helped me kind of redo my branding for the real real still still sticking to you know the blue and yellow theme and very colorful and very fun I want it to be a very approachable and inviting podcast cover but it just fits and it flows and I think it looks so good so I absolutely love it and I also think it's very summery so now that it's June now that it's summer it is officially summer it is hot it is so hot I thought that it was perfect and speaking of it being hot I'm just going to share a little story. Uh, There's going to be some tangents in this intro, but I was actually walking around this morning at like 9 a.m. in downtown Miami, and I was dripping sweat for the 10 minutes that I was outside. So that is when you know that it is summer, when you can't even be outside at nine in the morning without dripping sweat. So (laughs) I feel like it's like that all across the United States right now. I see people in New York that are sweaty, people in California, people in Vegas, people in down here in Florida, North Carolina. It is just officially summer and things are opening up. People are traveling. It's just a really, really exciting time. So very, very grateful for that. Also, I wanted to do a little segment called Feels Over Reels. We actually do it with the guests as well, but I wanted to include it in my intro because I have a life update and I have something I'm incredibly grateful for. And it is that we got accepted into an accelerator. And I am so excited and it's going to be a major plot twist. So you guys are hearing this before YouTube is hearing it. So you that's when you know you're special when when before YouTube, before Instagram, you guys are hearing it here first. So the accelerator that we got into is actually plot twist Andrew's accelerator, which if you listened a few episodes back, we actually got rejected from Andrew's accelerator and they just emailed us this morning A few hours ago, we got the email that they were like, hey, someone dropped out of the accelerator. We really want you to be a part of this cohort in 2021. This offer isn't going to go to anyone else. So if you guys say no, then we're not going to ask anyone else. Like we want you guys and we would love to have you on. So let's hop on a Zoom if you guys want to join. So we are joining Andrew's Accelerator. We're going on a Zoom call tomorrow and we're going to, you know, answer any questions. I want to know if it's in person, if it's remote. I'm hoping that it's remote since I am not in Raleigh, North Carolina. But, you know, just answering any of those questions, hearing more about it and also catching up because the cohort has been going on for a few weeks now. So obviously we're a little bit behind, but we are so grateful that they wanted us to join. And it was just so validating, so rewarding. And we actually had just gotten a rejection from another accelerator. And I'm not kidding. Five minutes later, we got this one. We got this email. 
And it's just crazy at how it works. Like when one door closes, another one truly does open and it all happens for a reason. And I am so, so thankful that we got in. So that is so exciting. And that is my little feels of the week because I really thought that we would get denied from every single accelerator that we had applied to, which is pretty normal, especially for early stage companies, especially for first time applications. Like a lot of people apply so many times before they get accepted into an accelerator. So I'm just really grateful that we got in on our first application, even though it's kind of like we got rejected and then we got in. So it is what it is at the end of the day. If we end up doing it, then we got in. So I'm so excited. And if you want to stay tuned with Rella updates, definitely follow me on Instagram, follow Rella social on Instagram, but I'm going to be doing an updated Rella episode with my co-founders on the podcast because you guys loved the previous episode with my co-founders. So we're just going to hop on the mic, kind of do a little round table, do an episode together. And I am so excited. I also love doing this little feels over reels. I like asking my guests the question, but I also like doing it myself. So if you guys like this segment or have any ideas for other segments, definitely let me know on Instagram so that I can start implementing it into the podcast. And now for the episode, the reason you guys are here, I had the absolute honor and privilege to interview Alicia Marie and Ashley Nicole. I had a fangirl moment, you guys. I have been following Alicia and Ashley for so long and I have learned so much from them for my own YouTube channel. Alicia's vlogs inspire me. If I am ever in a vlogging rut, the first person I look up on YouTube is Alicia Marie because she is queen of vlogging. Like I don't, I don't even understand how she has new content for all of her vlogs, but she's so good and she inspires me so much. And I love the pivot that she did from, you know, her earlier days on YouTube to where she is now. And same with Ashley. I love Ashley's very calm, chill, aesthetic vlogs. I always try to do like a mix of the, okay, filming everything in my life, but then also like having some aestheticness to it, you know, some, is that a word? Aestheticness? I don't think so. Having it be still aesthetic and, you know, pretty and all nice like that. So trying to trying to balance the two out but I love Alicia and Ashley's vlogs and they are so incredibly inspiring talented and hilarious and speaking with them was honestly like speaking with my best friends even though we have never met in person I feel like it's one of those things where I have been watching them for so long and I also found out that Alicia watches my videos which I'm like what like that is crazy she says that she always watches my videos and I just thought that was so sweet so I think it's absolutely wild, but it was, we were just speaking like we were just two friends catching up. And, you know, a lot of people feel like the YouTube space is competitive, but I actually feel the complete opposite. I feel like it's such a collaborative space. It's such an uplifting space. It's such a positive environment, at least from my experience. I've never felt in competition with anyone. I feel like if anything, we can all help each other out and there's room to grow for all of us. And Alicia and Ashley are so supportive of other creators and they're willing to help them in any way that they can, which I thought was just so sweet. They are two of the hardest working influencers in the business and each of them hosts their own podcast. Alicia is the host of Pretty Basic Podcast and Ashley is the host of Unsolicited Advice. I highly recommend that you guys listen to both of those because they are some of my absolute favorite podcasts and I feel like they're always on like podcast charts and stuff like they're so, so freaking talented. I'm so amazed by everything that they do, and they're sharing some very special news on the podcast today. So it is a real, real exclusive. I found out I was the first podcast that they were talking about this exciting announcement. So be sure to stay tuned so that you guys can hear the exciting news that they have not shared on any other podcast, uh, at least while when recording this, on my podcast. So stay tuned for that. In this episode, we dive into finding your niche as a content creator, the evolution of vlogging, the apps that you need as an entrepreneur. We get very, very specific and of course their latest project. And trust me, you're going to want to stay for it. I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode with Alicia and Ashley. It was so great chatting with them. And before we do that, we're almost there. (laughs) I did just want to say thank you to everyone who does review my podcast. I love doing reviewer of the week. I think it's just a really great way for me to just say thank you to everyone that has taken the time to review my podcast. And if you do enjoy this podcast, be sure to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, leave a five-star review, and also screenshot this and share it to your story so people know that you're listening and then you can give some podcast recs to people. So today's reviewer of the week comes from Delia. She says, thank you, Natalie, for creating such an awesome show. Smiley face. 
even a simple review like that means so much to me. I read every single one and I literally get goosebumps every time I see that people are actually listening to my podcast. For some reason, it hits different than any of my other social media channels. So I just want to say thank you for that. And if you guys do enjoy this podcast, again, be sure to give it five stars and let me know so that I can personally thank you. But now I know what you're waiting for. I know you're here for the big announcement. I know you're here for Alicia and Ashley. So let's get into the episode. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to theouai.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's theouai.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, Alicia and Ashley. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Hi. Okay. I'm honestly so honored. I'm a big Real Real podcast stand Alicia, over here. Alicia's fangirling a little bit right now, for sure. No, we, we obviously I'm this is our first time, like, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first time like meeting, but I feel like I know so much about you. <laughs> That's true. so funny. I already told you before we started recording, but you're literally in our house all the time on the TV on Alicia's laptop like she's she she watches your stuff constantly <laughs> big fan I I it's hard finding new podcasts so you had done a pod swap with TK and that's when I first found you and I got so excited and then I just yeah mm-hmm. subscribe right away amazing <laughs> that's so invested so funny the move from New York to back to Florida, like everything I'm like wow there's so much going on <laughs> <laughs> well I mean when I first started a YouTube channel your generation was very like 
it like popular you know it was like I mean you're still very popular but it was that saturated like Bethany Moda like my fall pumpkin morning routine yeah so you know what's funny is Ashley filmed all those videos yeah, so she's been there fact. too from the very very beginning <laughs> yeah I remember going and buying all the things for the like fall pumpkin yeah, morning I had routine her, like get supplies and everything yeah oh my I was in college at the time so that was like my part-time job during college that is so, so funny. funny. Yeah, every I feel like you had to have like a videographer. It's like, can you shoot like from here up? So Ashley, you probably got like all the right. angles. Like, <laughs> oh girl, I got all. The, I got really good at getting all those. Angles. I was insane though. I'm honestly like so embarrassed. I like made her have a steady cam every time we filmed, and it was never balanced. So like the shots actually didn't look that good. But like the fact that they looked decent goes to show no, you did great. how you did great. good I got <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't balanced. Like we would have like Ronins and like these steady cams so and show up to record and she'd want these specific shots and I be, not park. knowing what I was doing was everyone watching but we made it work no you it killed was it. Did it wasn't one of your arms bigger than the other I'm pretty sure my right arm started getting like stronger pretty, <laughs> pretty swole it's <laughs> so funny but I mean that's like what you had to do back then though so I'm very glad it for was, yeah. being more casual now <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I hundred percent. Yeah, very. But the second that started, we were like, hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get started in setting the record straight. So this is just some stereotypes, some assumptions, and then you guys will let us know if they're true or false. But the first one is that there's a lot of competition on YouTube. Oh. I would say yes and no. I think there was a at least for me personally, there used to be a lot more competition just from other like peers and stuff. And now I think it's so much more welcoming that anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think one of the cool things about YouTube is that literally anyone can start their own channel and do their own thing. I personally have never felt any kind of competition or challenge between me or Alicia or me and anyone else. And I think that's because I, I really got like my niche down and I feel like I'm the only one that does me and it and I can yeah. do the trendy stuff sometimes and I can also do my own thing and yeah I think once you kind of figure out what your style slash vibe is there kind of is no competition yeah yeah I definitely think there's more competition because there's more people but I think it's That's so what much I was easier also gonna say I was like is there yeah. more competition because there's more people there, it's 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 saturated it's, it's very saturated for sure yeah but Yes. Yeah. Everyone has like an iPhone now and they can film on their phone and film on the go. Mm -hmm. And now there's more viewers. So I, I, I don't know. I'm like, a, am hesitant to say like yes or no on it. So I don't know. Yeah. We went to get our second vaccination shot a few weeks ago and we saw, I think, two people vlogging on their phone. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, so like just, you know, so many also, people. You went to Disneyland recently. And I went to Disneyland and I saw so many people with iPhone like stabilizers walking around vlogging and it was so trippy to me like so trippy to me yeah because that was never a thing we were always the people standing out we because were we would be people. walking around with our cameras and people would stare at us like we're crazy and then now I feel like I see people vlogging all the time mm -hmm. and it's it, I don't know when that happened but yeah. something clicked and something switched over because well, I see happened. vloggers constantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> I see people doing like TikTok dances all the time like they'll be like Oh my God. Yes. On the beach. Like, oh. yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I was like in LA, like the, the more you go towards like Hollywood or the beach, it gets, it gets really busy and there's a lot of people there doing TikTok dances. Oh my God. Do yeah. you know any? I really don't know any. No, <laughs> I, in the beginning of quarantine last year, I tried learning them and I just can't, I, I can't dance. So I same. I just I used to do cheer, so I'm so stiff and I'm very aware of it. And like it's just ingrained in me. So all these dances, I'm gonna be so sad. Alicia's the first like, time we hit, go out, hit, hit, I'm like, hit. Hit, hit. the first time we go out, everyone's gonna be doing the dances, and I'm just gonna be like, okay, I need another drink, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stay at the I'm gonna just the whole be time. bobbing and weaving in the middle, like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and the next one is it's hard to grow on social media today. So kind of similar to the last one. Yes, I, I think would agree. It is. It's really hard to grow on social media. Yeah. Instagram is frustrating. Oh, um, I mean, I've been going negatives lately. Yeah, we've been we it's all been red for me for a while. I don't and I don't know like what to do about it. So it, it's really hard to grow. Obviously, the goal is to like go viral and just like pop off. I think the biggest thing is 
kind of staying in your lane of what you want to do. Obviously, you know, I used to be so upset that I was losing subscribers or followers or I'd be like, why are people unsubscribing? And then I realized, oh, well, I used to actually make like kids content that was back to school and now I'm not. And I have to like acknowledge that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like we, we had that audience for a time and now they've grown up. So like, let's grow up my content too. Yeah. And which I was going to say, like, so have you. Yeah. So I think that alone is hard when you like change what you're doing all the time. But I think, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people who I'll come across and I'm like, why are they not bigger? Like, I, I swear they should have more followers, but I do think it's just because there's so many people. So it's harder to find people. Yeah. But also like, if you think about like musicians, like artists, for example, there's like Bieber's, like yeah. believers who like from like infancy almost yeah. were like in love and they're the type to they're like 30. subscribe on everything <laughs> yeah. and like everything and buy all your merch. Like they're the ones that will go crazy for it. Older people just don't do that. I definitely think it's harder to grow, but then I see like TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, these people are literally posting one video and they're getting like 100,000 followers and like quitting their jobs. I'm like, yes, I have this theory and it's so, well, it's not really a theory. I just have this idea that everything is happening 10 times faster than it used to. For mm -hmm. instance, the era of Team 10 lasted two years. And now like the era of Hype House like came and went so quick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like these creators are experiencing the same things. But now because, you know, a million is nothing anymore. So when people are on TikTok and they get a million views on one video, it's like not as cool. Like we've yeah. even come across a lot of TikTokers who say, oh, like the views on TikTok are so different. Like you're no one if you have a million followers, which I don't even have a million followers on TikTok. But it's interesting how a lot of them want to do YouTube because obviously that's where like the money is and it's it's harder to I would grow say on YouTube. And none of it's stable mm -hmm. by any means, but I would say like there is more of a stability, it feels like, with YouTube. Whereas like TikTok, it feels like it's, it's Alicia's right. I feel like it, it's so fast. Well, I mean, we were all signing petitions to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, keep please <laughs> yeah no I think it's TikTok is interesting it's I'm trying to get on it I just post whenever but it's it's like Same. a whole world of its own and I'm like oh my god I don't know if I can keep up I'm like <laughs> I know it's yeah. a lot it's a lot to add overwhelming yeah. and then the next one is podcasting is better than YouTube <gasps> in what way I, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know I like I like both a lot I love vlogging like I love vlogging and vlogging my week and all of that but then I also it's such like a solo thing that I like podcasting because I can like just talk you know and it's like I don't have to get ready yeah. and I don't have to you know I don't know I like I like both for different reasons same yeah. I feel like I can't fully answer this one because I will always love YouTube probably the most because that's just where I started that's where the majority of my viewers are and we just have such a good connection but the podcast is half the reason why I feel like I was able to really be more confident in who I am, because especially when we first started it, Remy and I literally edited the first few episodes and we edited a podcast like a YouTube video. We cut out every um, every awkward pause. It was so jump cutty and it was honestly horrible. <laughs> but I think not being able to edit myself as much helped so much just in my personal life on top of my YouTube channel. So I feel like I'm always indebted to Pretty Basic. Yeah. For that reason. I would a thousand percent agree with both of you. I love vlogging. Like you said, I love it so much. I feel like that's where I get my like creative outlet. I get to have fun and do whatever I want. But there is something that is very vulnerable about podcasting. And I think that has challenged me a lot and has caused me to grow the most. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I definitely okay. I, I love podcasting. So when did both of you start your YouTube channels? I made my account in 2008. <laughs> I was in high school, really aging myself here, but I've <laughs> been doing it for a really long time. And then I finally just needed help filming. So I told Ashley, I was like, hey, I'd rather pay you than anyone else to help me, you know, shoot this. I'm comfortable with you. It's great. A lot of my friends at the time were using actual videographers and especially the content anyways, let alone then when I'm doing like a morning routine, I don't want to be in my PJs with some random guy, you know, that I like, yeah. don't really know. So it just worked out great. Ashley's always had such a good eye for photography and videography. Yeah. And then soon after, what year did you start? I don't remember the exact year, but I'm guessing 2014, 2015-ish. And yeah, we've been doing it for a while now. I had been helping Alicia with her channel. We both agreed I should start one. So I did. 
I, I, I kind of just, I was it genuinely just like for fun and a hobby thing and to get me like, like through school. Cause I yeah. was in college full time. So that was kind of like my intention going into it. And it just kind of, it just kind of like escalated and became a job. Yeah. We were just like, why not? I already have the equipment. You yeah. might, like that, that. That's usually the main reason why pe- people are held back from doing YouTube mm-hmm. is because they don't have a camera or whatever. Especially then you couldn't use your iPhone. Like the yeah. iPhone camera has gotten so much yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. Legit vlog. With yeah. Just you your, can actually your vlog now. on an iPhone now. You couldn't. But then. yeah. So we've, we've been here for a while. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, did you want to start or was it kind of like, uh, might as well? Because you were filming or you were, I guess, a videographer for such a long time before you actually decided, like, what made you want to start? It was definitely a might as well thing. It was peer pressure. Um, it was Alicia yeah. had been wanting me. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia could take full responsibility for this one. I had, like I said, I'd been helping her for a long time and she kept hinting. She was like, oh, you should start your own. Like you have no, nothing to lose. You haven't done anything yet. Like you might as well. It was weird because I think, and I think this is a common thing. The only thing I kept thinking about was like my family friends at home, like possibly watching. Really? Oh, yeah. We never and talked that's about what, that. Like that made me uncomfortable. I get it. Because I was, it, I did, it, it wasn't like the strangers watching me. It was the like people that I knew and grew up with possibly seeing this. Um, that really was a, holding me back a lot. But then um, Alicia, you know, she made some valid points and was like, <laughs> you have all the equipment here. You might as well try. So we went for it. And We've grown a lot since the first video. So, well, I the the biggest mistake I made with that situation was at the time I only knew my well not big mistake I only really knew my style of video so I was like oh Ash do this the way I would do it mm-hmm. not thinking of okay like what's your style what's yeah. your brand and what yeah. sucked though was the first few videos I mean like they got good views because they were like what was trendy and popular then but they were so not Ashley like yeah. at all I think there was a long a period of time where it did feel like I had to kind of like not Hannah Montana become a like my own character but like I had to kind of like turn it on a little bit mm-hmm. whereas there was definitely a transition finally where I realized I was like the stuff that I'm filming I don't enjoy and I want to film the stuff that I do enjoy and then there mm-hmm. it became its own thing and it feels very much like me now and, and I'm really happy with that. Yeah. I feel like in the beginning, it's always so nerve wracking starting and like figuring out your style Mm -hmm. or seeing, I mean, for me, I did, I hit it from my high school. I did not tell anyone that I had a YouTube channel. I was so embarrassed. I was like, I don't want to say anything. Cause also when I started, it was like, not cool. Like it was like, what is that? Like same. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's like, what is like, what's YouTube? Like, I feel like YouTube wasn't even like (laughs) popular then. So, (laughs) but I completely get that. I, what blew my mind was like watching back even to this day, like how my voice would change. Cause I've oh, always had like same. a decent, like <laughs> I've always had like a, a lower registered voice, but then I, I'll watch my videos back and I'll just be like, who is that talking? Cause it's so squeaky. It's so like happy and like yeah. up and down and very animated. And I was, I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, that was, that's not me. Like that yeah. was me trying yeah. really hard, you know? Yeah. And what was your style? How did it transition? So you started with like the, I'm assuming like the very saturated era and like (laughs) Mm -hmm. the morning routines or the back to school videos or things like that. And like, when did you realize that you need to transition? Did you guys transition at like the same time, like away from that type of content? No, Alicia went through a few transitions. I feel like where yours was a slow progression and mine was a overnight burnout. I'm fine. It's okay. Coming back a new person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mine was definitely like a slow burn because I was, I think I was very aware from not the beginning, but close to the beginning of how much this didn't feel like me. So I think I, it was a slow process of me slowly figuring out what that was. Like Alicia and I would kind of talk about it sometimes just learning to just kind of talk, like sit down and talk instead of feeling like I had to do an intro, do an outro, like explain every single thing I'm doing instead of doing that and just looking at the camera and talking 90% of the time, I would show what I was doing instead. So instead of saying, Hey guys, like I'm going to make lunch. I think I'm going to make a taco salad, blah, blah, blah. blah. I just stopped doing that because it felt very fake to me. And I just started filming. Ashley has such an eye, which I mentioned earlier, like the aesthetic queen is her. Like (laughs) <laughs> I think your Instagram really helped you transition with your YouTube channel. I figured out my back when Instagram was like, it was really cool to have like a aesthetic feed, on your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that out and then use that as like a, a bouncing board to like f- make my videos 
if that makes sense. Well, and both of us came to a point where we were looking at our our channels versus our Instagram. And when you're, you know, as much as you sometimes don't want to see this as a full, full, full business, like it is still your brand. So I was like, my brand on YouTube is this quirky girl next door. My brand on Instagram is like this wannabe hot blogger. <laughs> What's the truth? Like, obviously, yeah. if Who I don't she? know what I'm trying to like, my viewers must be confused as well. Like, I can't like, duh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you kind of went more in the, okay, I'm going to go in the more artistic, like artsy, like your vlogs now are so super B-roll POV, yeah. like birds chirping. We could have <laughs> the same footage and ours would be completely different, yeah. which I love now. Which, yeah, is amazing. And one of the things that helped me a lot, which Alicia actually suggested, was to like go through my sub box of like vloggers and YouTubers that I followed and figure out the ones that I actually like thoroughly enjoy and would like to emulate. One of the main ones was Hey Claire, who you I'm still her. obsessed with today. And I'm she sad posted more. That she's not posting that much anymore. But I definitely was like, this makes me feel peaceful and relaxed and calm. And I, I want to do that. I want to do more of that. So I think mm-hmm. finding those people that I really connected with their content, that was really helpful for me. Yeah. And obviously there's some creators who the, the stuff they put out is completely different from the stuff they like, like watching. But I do think that's a good overall just general rule of, okay, like, well, if you want to do YouTube, what do you enjoy watching? Cause that's yeah. what's going to excite you. Yeah. Like I love the lifestyle shit. Like yeah. I love it. And I'm sure there's some people that don't mind, you know, putting on like a, a face to, to film and stuff like that. But especially for vlogging specifically when it is so much of personal, your personal yeah. life, I think it was really important for me. And, and I, I would like to say like most people to kind of like find that thing that fits you the most because I think that'll show through um on through the video oh yeah I mean I don't want to say like completely turned away from my old content but when I was in college vlogging started becoming popular yeah and so I like love that it could be more casual and I could just vlog and like it was all good but I was like looking back at like previous vlogs and they were so bad so like I'm like looking down I'm like (laughs) oh my god I've gotten so much better like I would vlog and like half my face would be like out of frame and I would literally upload it or it's just like yeah so close to your face because you're because if when you're nervous obviously for a visual for everyone listening, you hold your camera close to you so your arm's bent. But when you're confident vlogging, you have it like fully extended. So the close like footage is like an up angle of your face. And it's just like so like it's so bad. But we all do it. But it's it would fine. always happen for me. And I'm sure you guys are the same in public. Oh, totally. So walking around the house, like elbow locked, like I, I, I was like, str- I was, it was fine. The second I got out somewhere, it would be like my double it's chin. chin. You're yeah. like, hey guys, so I'm at like, Target. Hey, I'm at Target. I'm gonna get something. Literally putting it like inside your cart, like so no one sees. Yeah. Like, so no, I would put it. I would put it in my purse inside the cart, like where where you put your kid, you know, where they're. Yeah. Being, yeah. And then I'd like angle it up so it looked. <laughs> So you could see me, but no one would notice because it was hidden. My number one rule is just don't make eye contact with anyone. Yes. If someone's walking past you, keep your camera out and just like stare in the lens and be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. The second you make eye contact, it's done. It's over. Then you're like, "Ah." you're uncomfortable. (laughs) I always say that. I'm like, just don't look at people because then you can't see them looking at you. You're not uncomfortable. That's like the best way to do it. it. But it's not as bad as like It's like the like, if I can't see you, you can't see me. me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I know like Alicia, you vlog pretty much every day. I feel like like almost every single day. She's ridiculous. Yes. Um, not every day. Vlog during like December, the vlogmas time. Yes, but I I do try to get like two vlogs up a week. I would yeah, say you're like two, two or to three. three. Most, Depends. A lot of I go times, through three. I go through waves. How <laughs> do you normal. like come up with new content every single day? Because I know it's your life, but like every video that I've seen of yours. It's so like back to back, but they're such different videos. So like, how do you, oh my gosh, thank you. come Please up with it? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just how my brain's wired, but, or maybe just cause I've been doing this for so long. I think, okay. Schoolisha back in session. <laughs> A tip I would give for anyone is it's not, it's never the content that's old. It's just the way you package it. So like, let's come up with 10 titles for a morning routine or let's come up with 10 titles for a haul like the idea of showing your friend what you bought is never going away because that excitement you know we all know that feeling and that excitement it feels like you went shopping and that's what we all live for yeah I think what gets old and repetitive more so is the thumbnail and the title looking the same that people won't want to click it like 
my vanity is messy right now, which it's always messy. And I'm always cleaning my room in every single vlog <laughs> because I never fully finished cleaning it. But like, I mean, even just now looking at my makeup, I'm like, okay, why don't we do products I never use and kind of regret buying? Why don't I do like realistic <laughs> vanity? Yeah. Like what it looks like 90% of the time. Like there's so many ways yeah. to reword it, but like I will always be interested in someone's morning routine. Even yeah. um, like the, the Vogue's, their house tour. What's it called? 73 questions so, with yeah, Vogue. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea of that is still a house tour, but they just like package it in a cool way. With it's a, basically you know what I mean? cribs. It's basically cribs, but, <laughs> but in a different way. Elevated. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people try to think of completely different out of the box ideas when like the simple ones are fine to do, but just find a new angle, a new perspective about it. And I think that's the only way I've been able to do this for so long. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, I've, I've clearly done... How many done, morning routines People know my morning do? routine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't title it that every single time. Yeah. And I mean, this is both of your full, like full businesses, YouTube, social media, podcasts, all of that. So how do you guys stay organized? Like, do you have anything that you use to organize your life or like your social media platforms <laughs> besides my google calendar my personal assistant is there every day yeah. comes in clutch <laughs> uh, comes in clutch um she's been with me for like two oh my god oh my god three years this summer <gasps> yeah wow. that was the best thing i've ever um invested. it was it was time it had <laughs> she's been great time. <laughs> yeah it's uh, i'm not that organized ashley's very organized and i am not i've always used like an Unum or a Planoly or like what was the one that wait we, we just found out about Planoly yeah oh yeah. really I've heard been, of it yeah I've been using it for a uh, while yeah literally just found out about what it. was the one before Unum that was the oh, worst snug snug do you remember I snug? Love snug no I did uh, not use that <laughs> I've I've always had one of those apps always I thought that was really helpful because anytime especially back when I used to like really edit photos with like presets and stuff like that um, I would put all my finished edited photos into the app and it would like help me stay really organized. Yeah. Alicia and I both really love like note taking. So I would always at the top of every week kind of write down like what video I was going to film that week, what content I wanted to shoot. And that was always really helpful for me. We also love those daily. I realized I love agendas, but ever since I started doing my Google Cal, like that's your, yeah. my Bible essentially. But we love those daily notepads. Mm -hmm. um, Hello, Katie. Yeah. Katie oh. Bilotti just came out with her. I have I her love. weekly ones. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, I love those ones. The daily ones are really nice. It makes me feel really productive and... And accomplished. Yeah. I've, we've gotten to the point where, like, <laughs> I'll write everything down. Even if it's not, like, a necessary <laughs> thing. I'll be like, drink four bottles of water. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, scratch. And every time I scratch something off, I feel so satisfied. Inside. I'm like, and go me. And I'm tracking all kinds of random stuff, but it makes me feel good and it makes me feel on top of everything. Yeah. But yeah, little things like that make a big difference. I will write down something that I've already done that day. Like if I didn't <laughs> yes. write it down, <laughs> yes. I'll cross it I'm off. Like, <laughs> upload vlog. Cross off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if I do an early morning workout and then I get ready and then I sit down to work, I'll write out my schedule and then put workout. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, does everyone do this? Yeah. Honestly, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. It's we love so satisfying. Yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. I'm like, look at me. Look at me go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know you have a personal assistant. Who were both of yours like first hires? Was it your personal assistant or do you guys like edit your videos still? Like what's your, your team looking like right now? First hire was personal assistant. And I think that's something I always, I've had a lot of people ask me like, who should I hire first? And I think it's so personal. It really comes down to what do you hate doing and where do you need the most help? I, mm -hmm. I was going to say, because Alicia is so good at editing. Whereas for me, I'd be like, I, I would love to pay for an editor. Yeah. Like what's because, worth like, your time? Like I enjoy editing, but I'm not good like alicia's fast and i'm i'm so slow so like it makes more sense for me to pay for an editor mm -hmm. whereas it made way more sense Where, for you and to pay she's for more organized assistant. so she doesn't have a personal assistant yeah it's yeah. interesting it yeah, is very completely. personal so even though i love editing though i definitely have outsourced that a lot which is game changing also new and yeah that's still kind of like like new like for me two years i've always had my friend taryn she's edited my vlogs for years which that is the only reason why I'm even able to upload them so frequently because I just kind of have to film. And she's so, I mean, we've been friends for like, what, seven years. So yeah. she knows my humor. Like, I don't have to question if there's like something in there that like 
I don't know. I don't it's know. also super convenient because we live with her. Yeah. So you can literally oh, like, work off a hard drive. She, she, she's helped me with my vlogs for years too. So I'll literally like finish a vlog and then hand her the SD card and be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you know, then she'll give it back and it's like fully rough cut yeah. with like maybe a few like tweaks here and there. And then all I have to do or on all you have to do is like the fun, like little cosmetic things. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Yeah. And then been working with someone for the main channel um, the past few months who love her. She lives in LA and is going to UCLA. And it's funny because she has watched my videos for years. And I used to think I didn't want someone who knew me, but she also knows my humor and mm -hmm. she gets like my videos. So I feel like it's been very seamless. And I have had so many people saying how they love the edits recently and we still work together. Like I'll still, she'll do the video to like 90% and then I'll do the last like, you know, little bits and just kind of make sure everything's good or do the intro or whatever. So I'm still hands-on on it. But um, that's been super helpful because I mean, you know, like editing a video can take so long. Oh yeah. And it's, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's just a whole, whole thing. Yeah, I hate editing, but I haven't hired an editor because every single time I hire an editor, like it's so nice that you live with yours. You end up redoing it. <laughs> well, one, I end up redoing it because I'm like, okay, I don't like this. I like or this. I will like, I don't know if maybe I'm doing something wrong, but it takes like so freaking long to upload something to a Dropbox and then to download yes. all the clips. I'm like, yes. this yeah. is literally taking hours. Like, I feel like this is a waste of my it's time. It's like not worth it. Yes. Yeah. I, I've always done WeTransfer, which the only thing that sucks is it's not saved forever. Yeah. I think it's like 90 days or something like yeah. that. But yeah, it, it sucks. There's been so many times I've ended up re-editing something and I'm like, well, why did I even do this? My biggest, I try to find someone to work off of a hard drive because it's so nice for them to rough cut it. And then you can do the extra like B-roll artsy stuff. And even if that saves you three hours, that's three hours. You could be doing something else of like just the rough cutting. And then also it's not one big clip. So you can still move things around and mm -hmm. stuff like that's I yeah. love working off a hard drive. Yeah, I need to do that. <laughs> Highly yeah, recommend. You, really, you should. I'm trying to think my first. Well, you're working with an editor now. I that's a new thing. I think my first hire was Taryn. Probably. Yeah. Taryn's my best friend roommate. Same as Alicia has been helping editing my vlogs for years. I just recently this year started working with an editor um, who's California based, which is nice. Um, and she is also in college and loves YouTube and is is kind of diving into editing. And I was like, that's perfect because like she's still she's younger. So she like gets it. Yeah. You know, whereas like if you find like an older editor lot they most don't, of the time they don't fully get it you know yeah. so um it's been great working with her I think with any editor something that me and Alicia have realized is there's just there's always going to be a transitional time period where <laughs> it takes more time to, like, than it them. would for you to edit it yourself and that's frustrating because you're like this is supposed to be helpful mm -hmm. but I'm spending more time trying to explain to you what I'm looking for but in reality that usually takes if you're working with them weekly that usually takes a, like two to three months, maybe. Yeah. And then you start getting in the, this workflow. And then next thing you know, they're, they're just editing like it was you. And that's when it becomes worth it. But you have to be willing to put in the work for that transitional right. period. Another thing that helps is I'll give, we both do this, but we'll give notes while we're vlogging. I'll be like, hey, Taryn, make this a time lapse. So I don't have to be like, no, I pictured this a time lapse and they yeah. did it as whatever or something. Yeah. Or I'll be like, we'll actually cut camera. that. I hated that. And it just makes your edits a little easier if you think about it while you're vlogging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time. I'll be like, hey, Mandy, can we do this instead? And, or can we make yeah. this clip? Like whatever. And then I'll then I'll yeah. do whatever I wanted to do. Also, um, I fell in love with uh, Framio um, oh, yeah. because she, my editor doesn't live nearby, so we can't work off of a hard drive. Um, and Framio has been super helpful because I can put notes. I can like pause the video that she uploaded and add a note to the exact second where I want the mm -hmm. edit. And then she'll put that in right Have you heard second. of it? No, I'm going to take you a mental note, one. writing all of this down. Ramio, I'll send it to you Ramio changed my life. I said Ramio. <laughs> Ashley introduced me to that about a year or two ago, and then we've been using it, and it's really nice for projects because then you don't have to send it back and forth. Mm -hmm. You just upload it once, and then, or they upload it. You can view the link, 
comment where every kind of like SoundCloud, you know, where you can comment. Yeah. Like, oh, this is dope. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah. And then they can do the new round of edits and upload. So that way you're not sending it back and forth 20 yeah. times. I can literally put a timestamp of like three minutes and three seconds. I want this text to wiggle back and forth Change text or, to bold or, or whatever. you know, I want this music to, to drop down at this I, second. Yeah. More brands need to use it. Yes. Like, it is very helpful. Oh it would my make God, edits yeah. for brand deals so much easier. Yeah. And multiple people can comment on it. So mm-hmm. like if my editor was making a video that me and Alicia and Alicia's team needed to all like approve and give notes on, we could all add comments individually on the yeah. same file, which is incredible. Yeah. So, big fan. No, is this is, money? I don't think it does. I don't think so. I don't think. I think there. I think there's a like a VIP yeah. account that you can do if you though. use it regularly. But no, sure I'm getting free. it. You have convinced me, so Done. <laughs> I'm definitely getting it. I'm gonna reach out to Framio. Yeah, an sponsored by Framio. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> use my link. <laughs> yeah, but I also love how transparent you guys are, just about how this is like a business for you guys. You know, like. Your YouTube is a business. Your podcast is a business. I mean, you've been doing it for so long. Like, when did both of you do this full time? Like, when were you able to do it like 100% full time, like as your main source of income? Honestly, mine started, I was going to college and not, I went from being on the, like the dean's list to like failing out of school. <laughs> Where'd you go to because school? I was Biola University. Okay. I don't know. I was just curious. <laughs> it's a private school. It's it's pretty small in Orange County. That's where Ashley ended up graduating from. But then I also went online. And at this time, this was when I was offered the first like girls night in tour forever ago. Um, We did this like variety show tour where we like went across the nation and just did these like cute little pop-up shows. And around this time, I'm so thankful that my parents were supportive of this because my mom's a drummer. Like they're, she's very like artsy too. <laughs> like she's, you know, I just got offers to kind of do really awesome opportunities. And at this time I was like, I'm not into school. So it was just like this fork in the road where um, I ended up going online, which a few months later I ended up dropping out. But I think I was 20. Yeah, it was also just a great decision for Alicia because she was in school for like film and business and the classes she was taking, she had already like She'd you, been doing that. Yeah. She you was had already a degree in it already. Like your own yeah, experience. I was like you don't. Yeah. yeah. School's not for everyone. And w- Alicia's decision to drop out, like our entire family was like, yeah, it's a waste of money. I mean, like, it's just. I do have my asso- two associates degree. She does. <laughs> <laughs> community college. <laughs> Love community college. So I think I had yeah. 300,000 subscribers around the time when I did it full time. Yeah. And that's around you, the time you hired, like officially hired me. Yeah. I, the second I graduated school was when I dove into it full time. Well, and you were able to pay off your student loans really quick. Yeah. I like, I didn't go to Biola for all four years. I did two years at Riverside Community College and then transferred to Biola and finished my last two years there. So it definitely, I saved a lot of money being able to do that. Um, and the only reason I was able to graduate within two years was because I was also taking online classes. Mm-hmm. So because I was like doubling up and trying to get out of, cause Biola was, it's a small private school. So it was, it was pretty expensive. expensive. I couldn't afford it. My parents couldn't afford it. So I was like, I got to do this in two years. So that was my full-time job. So YouTube was kind of something I would do every once in a while when I could, because school was so overwhelming and I was still working with Alicia. So it wasn't until I graduated school and we moved to LA which happened within a month. That was almost <laughs> I literally years, graduated in December and, and we ago. moved to LA um, the next month in January. Yeah. That January was when I started taking it very seriously, which was uh, about five years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really cool to see though, because I feel like you guys have been on for so long on YouTube and like been doing it for so long full time, but like seeing kind of the before you were doing it full time and like how it is today, like you are now have like a super successful YouTube channel. You guys both have really successful podcasts and everything else that you're doing. Like, it's just crazy how it went from like being in college, being in community college and like where you are today. So I love seeing that kind of progression, like seeing where you were before and now. Totally. We're big community college. Oh, absolutely. I would be drowning in student (laughs) loans if it wasn't for community college. We just couldn't afford a four year. And I'm so thankful that that was the route we did because that's when I started my, well, that's when I was really like doing my YouTube channel when I was living at my parents' house still and commuting um, to that. Like I honestly, we just talked about this the other day. I think if we actually did the normal four-year 
college life, I don't know if I'd even be here right now, yeah. which is really? crazy. Yeah. 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 What made you start a yeah. YouTube channel? Sorry, I'm going like the timeline is no, bouncing no. around, but like what it's made you okay. start a YouTube channel? I actually, my friend and I got obsessed with makeup. Like we randomly stumbled into like the beauty community on YouTube and I never really planned on uploading and having a channel. But what we did do was I was, we were so obsessed with makeup and buying stuff and MAC cosmetics. So like we would take photos of makeup that we played, like if we were just playing with makeup to show them the next day at school or just send it to them, whatever. And then my friend and I were like, wait, this is kind of hard to see here. I'll just like film a video. So I used to like get videos that I would send her and I'd be like, oh my God, this is the look I made. Like, isn't it so cool? And then kind of quickly, I was just like, I don't know. I just want to try this YouTube thing. And my first video ever, I'm so sad I deleted it. And YouTube, I I asked them, they can't get it back. I'm so sad. It was like a lip gloss review from Mac. And I acted <laughs> as if I've like tried millions of lip glosses. It was like the only one I'd ever tried from Mac. And I was like, this one smells great and blah, blah, blah. But it was just fun. <laughs> it was fun because um, Alicia and I growing up at our parents' house had rooms right next to each other. You could hear me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she started doing this. Um, when she started like making videos, I would just hear her like talking and she didn't, she never like fully like announced that she was going yeah, to start doing I this. Like you'd think she'd be like, Hey guys, like I'm going to, I'm going to no. film something. But it was also around the time where like, you know, putting a video online sounds sketch. Oh, I yeah, was so scared was, to you know, tell my parents. Yeah. I didn't yeah, tell yeah. my parents. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I didn't tell them. I yeah. was like, oop. So it makes sense that she didn't do this announcement, but I'd be like, who the hell is she talking to? Because she would be so animated. <laughs> Me with I would, all my friends. I would <laughs> think she was like on the phone or something, um, but I would hear her <laughs> reviews and stuff. And then I'd like walk in and be like, what's going on in here? It was so, funny. so crazy. That is so funny. And now, I mean, fast forward, like even over 10 years later, you guys are starting a clothing line together, right? We are. This is like our like we've talked about it with brands, but this is your first like podcast talking about it. Oh and God, I just got chills. Like, it's so crazy. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It's so crazy. We are coming out with a brand. It's called Parallel Apparel. We're both wearing the tops now. <laughs> Love it. That's um, amazing. We're so excited. We're really, really excited. This has been something long in the works. It's been I first wanted to do the idea like three years ago, but then we realized it was going to be one together. By we, of, she means she realized it was going to be <laughs> end of 2019. Together. I'm so excited. It has been a really long time coming. We have had every issue that you would assume comes with starting a, a business yeah. um, come our way. And it's obviously COVID being like one of the biggest ones. Yeah. We've pushed it multiple times because of different reasons. But it's finally coming out and we could not be more excited about it. That is so exciting. How did you like come up with it? Like what was the idea behind it? Yes. Yeah, so it's just basics and athleisure wear. And I knew I wanted to do a clothing brand of my own and just could not fully ever see the vision. And what for whatever reason, whenever I work on projects, I feel like I can usually see it. And I'm like, oh, that's going to like, that's it. That's the vibe. That's the whole like mood of it, whatever. And with this project, I could not see it. Like I knew I wanted to do it, but I had no idea what it fully looked like, but I just knew it, it was going to be like basics and essentials. And then one day, I'm not even kidding. It hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I'm like at the gym, like just try, I get my best ideas when I'm like on she the does. treadmill or on the bike or driving. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I realize, oh my gosh, this is my, this is a brand that it's mine and Ashley's like, this is our brand because we've talked about doing some stuff together, but it never really like fully happened. We just always were focusing on our own stuff. And instantly I thought about it. I text my manager and told her, I was like, I realized what was missing from this. It's Ashley and mine. We're totally going to like make it this thing. Our, our styles used to be polar opposite, but now they're parallel. Um, oh, I love that's it. a dope name, like parallel, parallel apparel. So then I, I'm freaking out. I'm so excited. I'm like, currently in a soul cycle class. Yeah. We were both the across way. the street from each other. I like run over to her and like film her reaction of me telling her, Oh my gosh, this is what this brand is going to be. It's just basic athleisure wear pieces that you know, we have different styles. Ashley's is more of a sophisticated, chic, boho vibe. Mine's a little more like casual or streetwear-ish, more like on-trend type stuff, whatever. And this line, this whole brand is designated to those pieces in between of what we've always 
stolen from each other's closets. Like we've that's the number one thing we used to fight about. We used to get in like fist fights when we were little. Yeah, Alicia <laughs> and I uh, Alicia and I are uh both solid size sixes. We're mid size and we're the exact same size in everything. Mm-hmm. So growing up, um I would just I would sneak into her closet and steal stuff. Yeah, she would sneak we into my ask. closet and steal stuff. And that was what we fought about 90% of the time. But we did during this whole process, we had a realization that like everything we stole was was usually like a basic, like yeah. a basic, you know, bodysuit or like you would never steal a plain, my, like, like her nice <laughs> plain white tee that I yeah. wanted to steal because it was like nicer, you know. They were always just basics. Yeah. So we just wanted to create something that was comfortable, still affordable, great quality. Like I cannot wait for you to get stuff. The quality is so good. Like I am not hyping it up. I'm not even wearing a bra with this right now. Like that's how like I love I need that tank top. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Um it's one of our favorites for sure. It is, it is. So we wanted something that was inclusive to everyone. Our audience is so diverse, not only from, you know, people's ages, but also genders and sizes so it's location location it's every everything so um we just wanted something that makes people feel confident like it my whole self-love journey has taken so long and I don't want anyone else to wait till they're like 27 28 to actually like feel good and confident about themselves and clothes drastically affect you we've Mm -hmm. had multiple conversations about this but both of us obviously have been in this industry for a long time we've gone to tons of events oh my god parties fittings um, gifting suites fittings for events where the only options were like XS and S and sometimes a medium, but we're usually like medium, sometimes large. And so not every time I'd be like, there's no way that's going to get over my ass. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Literally. No way, you know, like the amount of times I felt so shitty about myself because, you know, a stylist or someone put me in something that I literally couldn't zip or fit. Mm-hmm. And I just hate how it's Hollywood weird how has, immediately it makes you feel. It makes you feel like you're yeah. not good enough yeah. or that you, something's wrong with you. And I used to get so embarrassed, like walking out of the bathroom to like show not only just the stylist, but their assistant and then my assistant and, you know, my publicist and like all this, this group of people that I'm like, this doesn't fit. Which like in retrospect, if you hired a stylist, it's their job. Then they messed up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you gave them your sizes, and you know, I, but that, that goes down to, and this isn't towards any like stylist specifically, actually, no. but like the showrooms here in LA, they don't, they barely carry a size six. And if we're mid-sized girls, like how the hell is, you know, I feel like Hollywood's preaching body positivity, but like, they're not really showing it or like, it's, Mm -mm. it's still not fully there. And, um, I feel like we've just seen so much on our side. So we were like, we just want people to feel good. We want for them to feel sexy. Our slogan is sexy as is like the way you are right now. There is no destination. We've both gone through different fitness journeys and I, my dumb ass was like, oh my God, once I'm this size, I'll be happy. And like, that's not true. That doesn't happen. <laughs> but we've all been there. But we've all been there. And I, I, yeah, we just wanted these, these pieces for people to feel great. So, I mean, one of my favorites is this top that I'm wearing. It's the square neck top because it's just so supportive. It isn't something to work out in. It's definitely more just like, oh, I'm running to the grocery store, but also I'm going to the club tonight and I want to wear a cool shirt. Like they're super transitional. My whole goal with this is to have someone just be lounging on the couch in our clothes. And then the next day they freaking sell a $1 million business deal. And they close that in our clothes as well. Like the whole point is you yeah. can wear it wherever you are and just be a boss bitch. Yeah. Sorry, can I love it. Be a yeah. Boss? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We obviously wanted the clothing brand to be inclusive. And we, I think both of us were, were very intentional about making sure that we did it right. Um, a lot of uh, companies will just simply kind of scale up for all of the sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently going all the way up to three X. We would love to go farther in the future, hopefully. Um, but for our first drop, that's where we're at. Um, and we both have a really dear friend of ours who is, um, a plus and curve model professionally, like it's her job. So we brought her in pretty close to the beginning of making each piece. And she came in and gave us a lot of edits. So many edits, (laughs) (laughs) which was good. It was great. She was like, oh my God, I love the fabrics. I love this top, like this square neck that Alicia's wearing. She put it on and it looked like a bralette on her. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, we're going to need another centimeter here. We're going to need some extra fabric here. And so we're really stoked because obviously this is our first time and we have a lot of learning and growth to go through with this um, brand. But I think we were able to do 
the plus sizes really well. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, we're very open that yes, we are size six and maybe I like a shirt different than someone who is three X would like. So that's what we, we hoped that like, you know, um, grading those clothes to be different. So it's not just a cookie cutter as the size gets bigger and stuff. Um, but we were, we were so excited. Lexi came in and gave some notes and stuff and it's all made in LA. It's in downtown LA, all ethically, no sweatshop. Like, yeah. so we were so stoked to be able to even go in person and feel the fabrics and be able to say, Oh, I wish I could say the designer. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I keep saying it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, I can't say the designer, but literally we were, we picked, um, our t-shirt material and, um, the manufacturer where we were, the guy who we're working with was like, Oh, this designer also chose this fabric after you, like a top luxury designer person who's going to sell it for $600. Like our shirt is the same exact quality as something that's going to be sold for like so much money. And to me, it's so crazy when, you know, the fashion world's new to us. And again, we're being so open about that, but I think it's just, it's so crazy. Like the quality is honestly so good. Most things are under a hundred dollars. I think the most expensive one is a little bit above a hundred and that's the sweat set, which Again, yeah. it feels so nice, so thick. But the whole point is that it's not going to unravel in one wash. Oh, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, <laughs> this is like, I mean, this is a full other business. Like this, is, you have YouTube, you have podcasts, oh and this is something completely different. And it's different than merch too. You know, like it's not like, yes. like a typical merch line, which you guys both have. But I love that. I mean, I love that it's inclusive. It's sustainable. It's made here like in LA, which is so nice. And I think that, one of the things also is that you guys are like taking feedback. It's like what, like how you brought in your friend and how she was like, okay, yeah, this is not going to work because I think a lot of brands will say that they're plus size or they'll say that they're inclusive, but mm -hmm. it doesn't. Which is such fit. a good step, but yeah. And I think that's where, you know, we're expecting feedback from the first drop. We're working on stuff for the next drop, but at the same time, we're like, okay, we, we still want to launch and see people's reactions and see what they like. Like, you know, it's such a whole different thing from merch and it is a full complete separate business. So we had to, it's all self-funded too, which is the scary part because we don't have investors, Big you risk. know, <laughs> um, definitely an investment. <laughs> we'll see. But even going to that, you know, most businesses don't even see a profit for five years. So in our head, we're not expecting to see a profit for quite some time. Yeah. Um, because we're just kind of, you know, investing into it, but we're really, really excited to kind of see where it goes and just see the response from it. And we've been, keeping it a secret for so long. So today is actually the first day we're going to like start soft teasing. Yeah. Yay. Um, I'm so glad it was the first podcast. So you'll know. <laughs> yes, I know. The exclusive. <laughs> well, I saw it. Okay. I'm not, this is going to sound so creepy, but I was watching your videos today and on one of your videos, I forgot whose it was. One of you commented, cause I always scrolled with comments and one of you commented like, yeah. Oh, I'm always stealing your clothes. Is that uh, a teaser or probably... no? Am I reading into it? I think it was. It, no, no, no. I remember being like, he, he, he. Oh, that's like, that'll go for parallel. But yeah, yeah. I definitely, yeah. That also, in, in each other's vlogs, we have randomly just like dropped the word parallel. Yeah. Just for funsies for like the last two years. Well, now it's like in our vocabulary. Yeah. Like I say it all the time now. And I've definitely said it in vlogs without like hinting or giving anything away. So I, I'm, I'm very excited for people to be like, oh my God. Were they talking about that back then? Because yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> yeah, That's so exciting, though. And I mean, before we go, because I know we're almost out of time, but I wanted to do a feels over reels. So something that you guys Ooh. are grateful for this week, anything good that happened. Oh, my God. I'd love for you to share it. This is going to be this is going to sound weird, but I have been extra grateful. Like all of quarantine, I was in like a fitness funk for sure. Like I'm sure most of us were. and I this week, like I've been crushing my workouts and I feel strong, like That's super awesome. strong lately. And it means a lot. Cause I like started working out again and went to lift like a, you know, a little weight and was like, Oh, it's okay. Same. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do that anymore. You know? Um, but lately I've been li lifting bigger weights and my cardio, like my stamina has gotten better and I just feel strong overall. And I'm really grateful for that. I really do have such a big team, but like, just this whole week obviously has been so exciting and there's been a lot, you know, we're like finally getting to the launch date of this. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think a lot of people have bad experiences with like their manager or their agent or whoever. And I just feel, I've been feeling so blessed lately of 
not only just like the friends who have been helping, like we had some friends do the, the photography and like shoot or even Lexi giving edit. Like we've had so many, we even had one model. We told her, we were like, Hey, like we want to pay you what you would normally charge like for a, a day rate, you know, for this shoot. And then, um, we kept insisting. And then she finally was like, no, like I fully believe in helping friends. And that meant so much. And it made me want to like pass that forward too, and mm-hmm. do that with other friends too. But I just feel like, like I'm in my feels this week. I'm just like so emotional <laughs> about everything, but I'm just really grateful for the team we have. Yeah. We had a I moment have- where we had one of our last parallel parallel meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like had a moment where I like looked around the room and they, the room was full of these incredibly talented women that have, you know, sporadically like come on board the parallel team. And I was looking around and I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this feels good. It's inspiring, <laughs> yeah. honestly. That's um, awesome. But yeah, I've been, em- I'm surprised I haven't cried yet. I'll probably yeah. cry when I put the trailer up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear you announce it and like see it. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be living in it because I only wear basics and I only oh, wear yeah. things that like I love like the stretchy material or like like that shirt, like the tank top with like wearing it without a bra. Yeah, I'm wearing one right now, but this one's like a workout top. So it's not like, yes, like it's not like we a top like, I we could wear to out. Be- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's what we were like after COVID sweatpants are not going anywhere. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Like, <laughs> it's a staple. It's forever here. So Truly. let's embrace it. You know, let's wear some stilettos with some sweatpants. Like, yeah. why not? <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Well, well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Where can people find you? Where can they find all of your stuff? I'll link everything in the show notes. At Parallel Apparel is the Instagram. And then uh, parallelapparel.com is uh, the website where you can find the clothes. Yes. And then my personal is at Alicia Marie YouTube channel pretty basic podcast mine's ash nicole <laughs> i recently dropped <laughs> my exo <laughs> really excited which was a big deal youtube is exo miss ash nicole and podcast is unsolicited advice awesome well thanks for coming on thanks for thank having you us. so much this is so much fun thanks for listening to this week's episode of the real real i hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate review follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app you can follow me personally on instagram at natalie barbu and the podcast at the real real podcast i'll see you next monday Hey, my name is Lovon Roomf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.